world's on fire, our culture's disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan <laughs> Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Man, that was weird. All the power in my house just went on and off and my computer stayed on. That was, wow, what the heck? Every light flashed, including all this, and the computer stayed on. Dude, I don't know what that's about. 1897, 1897. You say, what happened on 1897? Well, we did a show. This is show 1897. And if my math is any good, Memorial Day will be 1900. So anybody who thought we're not going to do a show on Memorial Day, how fitting would it be that we do a show 1900 on Memorial Day? So, yes, I'll be here Monday morning. I don't know what we'll talk about, but uh, it'll it'll all be good. I'm I'm one of those uh, teaching modes this morning. Declan's doing great. His, his little face is clearing up and putting all kinds of good medicine on that. Uh, uh, what a what a lesson I learned. Uh, uh, what a lesson I learned on that one. Uh, look, a couple things before we get gone. Um, uh, I'm looking. I'm looking at my notes. Part that's kind of rude. I look, I look over here at my notes. Uh, you know what? We uh, I, sometimes I get a little bit. Uh, what's the word I would say? Sometimes I feel uh, like a fish out of water. In that, uh, I'm not a theologian. I'm not a theologian. I often say to people, but I can read and I can think. And as we said, as we've talked about over the last couple of days, yesterday, especially with denominationalism, denominationalism basically for the most part is brainwashing us into a set of beliefs that somebody came up with, right? I'm not calling Christianity brainwashing, but denominationalism is somebody gets a hold of a truth, a belief, or whatever, and they don't let go of it. And uh, so they they take their ball and go home, but they don't take their ball and go home. They take their ball and start a new form of Christianity. In my mind, that's denominationalism. As we looked at yesterday, friends, look at me. I'm not attacking the church. I love the body of Christ. All right? Stop sending me those emails. Stop, stop it, will you? So you're not, oh, coach, don't don't attack the Lord's body. That's not what I'm doing. I'm trying to expose the fraud. What's going on? Come on. And I was, I was uh, I'm going to show you a couple clips today. I have not seen Nefarious, but I'm going to. And I was watching a couple clips from it this morning, and I thought, you know what? I'm 70 years old. I got born again on, well, I got to look at my Bible here. It tells me everything in my Bible got right in front of me. January 28th, 1987. And uh, been following hard after the Lord since January 28th, my wife's birthday, 1987. And to be perfectly honest with you, it wasn't until about 10 years ago 
that I even understood there was such a thing as spiritual warfare. In other words, I was in church from 87, let's say 97, let's, let's say 2000. I was in church from 1987, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> to the year 2000 and had no inkling about the demonic realm. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Oh, I, I mean, I, I could quote the scripture, but I, I, I didn't sit under any teaching at all regarding the demonic realm, wrestle not against flesh and blood, principalities and powers, evil spirits. Did anybody out there, anybody else grow up in a church where you, where you learned that kind of stuff? I, I, never, I never did. I never did. And when I started to go to some of the... Uh, here the uh, here here the watchman was my first my eyes were opened up to it when I went to here the watchman I heard a guy named John Kyle God I went wasn't here the watchman it was Steve Quayle's uh God what was that what was the name of that White Stone White Stone whatever I went out there and I heard John Kyle talk about spiritual warfare now friends this is uh I don't know this anybody look up White Stone uh, remnants White White Stone Conference Steve Quayle White Stone Conference. That would be really when my eyes begin to be awakened. Interestingly enough, uh, well, I don't. I, I keep going down rabbit trails. But to to think that not only had had I been in church my whole life, I'd been in intensive church s- since 1987, and never ever knew anything at all about spiritual warfare. Nothing. And I would say that you could walk into the average church, Christian church, pick your denomination. And none of them are teaching you anything about it. Give me a thumbs up if anybody agrees with me. You know, you know nothing about it. And truth be told, we're finding out more and more stuff about it on the internet through podcasts, through videos, through expo- being sp- exposed to other people. And <clears throat> we're just scratching the surface. We don't. We're, I don't have any idea what's going on. Really, I don't. And Steve Day said, "You guys know who Steve?" Oh, wait a minute. I'll come back to that. Steve Dace has done the movie Nefarious. I'm going to show you a clip of here. I'm going to talk. I want to talk with you today about spiritual warfare. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you this. The seminary trained boys and girls are the least intelligent in regarding spiritual stuff. They're the least. It's all been programmed out of them. So that's what I, that's what I spoke to you yesterday about. Denominationalism is nothing more than spiritual control. Teaching his commandments, the doctrines of men, making the word of God an effect. They have, they have certain places they'll go and certain places they won't go. I think maybe I ought to go to seminary. I think I ought to go to seminary as a spy and just make notes of the lies that are being taught and do a book on how the seminaries are programming you to, are you ready? To start a church. Run a church. I think I think that's pretty much a lot of what's what's going on, and of course the need to be under spiritual uh, uh, what, what they call be under spiritual authority, be under uh, the overseers and all that stuff. So, not, so I, more and more and more and more and more and more. I, hear me, more and more and more. I'm becoming convinced that this whole thing called Christianity is an individual thing and connected to a body. But if you are living, if you are operating in a system where some man has authority over you because you he is a pastor. Folks, I'm telling you, you are walking, we are all walking in very, very serious territory. Would anybody disagree with me on that? 
Because one of the first things that they want to do is let you know they're the coach. They're the coach. Right? And don't bring that up here and don't bring that up here and don't bring that up in here. And we don't do that here and we don't do that there. And so, therefore, you get to eat what he serves every Sunday. Now, I believe some of them are good men. Don't, 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 mis, don't misunderstand what I'm saying there. I think they're faithful men. But I think they went to college, seminary, cemetery, and they got brainwashed. And they got programmed. Oh, I'm going to talk about that today. <laughs> this is going to be so good. I'm telling you, this is going to be so good here this morning. Before I get there, hey, do me a favor, dudes. Go sign the freaking pledge, will you? Will you go sign the uh, the uh, natural family pledge? Pull that up at the Christian. I'm sorry. The um, Oh, help me out, Mel. My brain, I'm telling you what. Pull up the uh, the Liberty the Liberty Action Network dot com or naturalfamilystrong dot com, but you can let's, get let's, to, let's not confuse it. Just go yeah. to Liberty Action Network and sign the pledge. We we sign the pledge, Natural Family Month. Just it's all right there on there now. This isn't hard. Come on, sign the pledge and get ten people to sign the pledge. It's the, the first JR red box there. First red box. First red box. Click on it. Look, huh? We ought to be into the thousands by now. We ought to be. Uh, they're disagreeing with a pledge. Just click. That's all you got to do. Click on it. Get the, get the numbers up. So go ahead and do that because we're going to move forward with that. And uh, a lot of st- a lot of good stuff going on there. Sign that pledge. Don't forget June 9 and 10 about our wonderful event that we're getting here. The sky high is all mowed looking good. I get it. It's all looking good. And, uh, again, uh, we need, uh, I don't know, seven, 70. I, I don't know. I don't know where our numbers are. Come on, man. Come on. It'll be a great experience for you. Promise you. Promise you. It'll be a great experience. And uh, so I took our kids out to eat again the other night. Again the other night. Well, no, let me go back. JR and I and our wives went out to eat down at Papa Boo's. I didn't have a drink. My wife didn't have a drink. We had water. We just had water. Four of us sitting there. I ate a hamburger and french fries. JR had a sub. My wife had, she always gets fish. And I think that JR's wife, I don't guess, I remember what she had. Doesn't matter. $75. $75. JR <laughs> bought, thanks, JR. 75 bucks, right? So look, we're feeding you. We're feeding you here. Three meals. That's why that's why we have to try. Okay, so cool. I'm gonna move, I won't move on. Move on. Here's what here's where I want to go. Uh, anybody have anything for the good of the group? By the way, Rochelle, uh, I didn't get a chance yet. Although I'm, I put it here in my links. Um, stop, pull it up there, uh, Spencer. Stop world crimes. Just throw that up there so you guys can kind of study this on your own. Stop world control. Uh, Rochelle mentioned this to us yesterday, and I didn't get a chance yet to look at it. But look, look at the subjects that they have here. Pandemics, vaccines, keep going down there. Election fraud, climate change, transhumanism, digital currency. This is a this is a library of all the things that we're dealing with. Okay. So put that in the chat so people can on their own inform themselves and dare I say it, share the information with others. We have got to wake other people up. Right? Really, really good. Really good. So uh title of that is what stop. I don't even know. Sometimes stop world crimes. Stop, stop control. Stop worldcontrol.com slash crimes. Stop worldcontrol.com. Stop world control. 
great website. Thank you, Rochelle, for pulling it up to us. And then I want to show you another little thing that just popped up there. Pulled up there. Uh, what are you going to do about it? You just had it up there. Look at this one. This is a good one, isn't it? This is a good picture of where we are in America. There's our little, our children. Then you got the New World Order and the World Health Organization and the LBGT propaganda and mainstream media and pedophilia and big pharma and the World Economic Forum. And what did I say yesterday? What did the Holy Spirit say to me this weekend? They're after our children. They're after our children, right? And so the problem we have is which, which one of those wolves do you smack first? Which one? That's why we feel so helpless because they are literally overwhelming us, right? Which thumb do you put in the dike? Well, we got to come up with a plan, okay? We have to because uh, it's our job to do so. Cool. Can, can you, uh, it's 12 after already. Can you give me a second here? Give me more than a second. Because I want to paint, I want to paint a picture for you with a couple of different things. I'm in a teaching mode this morning, so so bear with me here, if you would. Uh, Spencer, uh, pull up. Uh, I haven't seen the show Nefarious. Some of you guys have, and a lot of people who went to the show Nefarious, which is about a guy, a, a murderer, and him going into the prison and uh, the trial. And all this. anyway, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm trying to tell you what's going on. I want to show you two scenes. From nefarious. Again, knowing this, that the average person you go to church with has no understanding of the demonic realm. They have no understanding of it. And we don't have the understanding that we have the natural realm in which we live in. But the spirit realm is just as real. It's just as real. We just can't see it. It's like I'm sitting down here in my multi-million dollar studio. And there are maybe birds and deer and lions and tigers and bears walking around outside my house, but I can't see it. I got walls all around that. I can't see what's going on out there. Somebody could be knocking at the door, but I can't see him. Because you, you, are you with me? Are you with me? So we are living in a natural realm, but there's another realm that we're not able to see. Because we're not even talking about it. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, principalities, powers, evil spirits in high places. We don't even understand what it means in high places. And understand that back when they wrote the scriptures, they couldn't speak in language that we understand today. They, how could you, how could, in, in the, the book of Revelation, how could Paul, how could John possibly have described that beast? How would you describe a, a drone? How would you describe an airplane? How would you describe, right, right? So it's imagery, a lot of it's imagery, but it's imagery that is real and is trying to show us something. So if you had never watched, uh, if you weren't aware of, this is why I think this movie must be really, really important. Because if you hadn't been aware, you've been in church 30 years and had no understanding of the spiritual realm, this movie would probably blow you away. I haven't seen it. But I got two clips I want to show you. This clip here is This is unbelievable. Go ahead. By the way, this is a a psychiatrist interviewing this guy who's a murderer, okay? The murderer is demon-possessed or demon-controlled. We're going to talk about those two things here in a second. Go ahead. Your side's not doing too well. Do you really believe that, James? Yeah. We've never been freer. Literacy is at an all-time high. We're working to eliminate racism, intolerance, gender inequality. People can, people can love who they want, be who they want, do what they want. 
Diversity is no longer a dream. Hate speech is no longer tolerated. And politically, we're reclaiming the moral high ground. James, I think I love you. Literacy, James. James, the average high school graduate reads at a sixth grade level. You have basketball players making 30 million a year decrying racism, all while wearing sneakers made from slave labor. Now here's something for you. Right now, your world currently has 40 million slaves. More than the Romans had at the height of their empire. You wanna know the best part though? Half of those, half are sex slaves, James. As for hate speech, well, you wanna hear some irony? We didn't even come up with that one. You did it all by yourself. Sometimes you amaze even us. I fail to see the humor. Bottom line is you're done. Hate speech. We didn't even come up with that one. You came up with that one all on your own. <laughs> this is so good. Okay, here's, here's another three-minute clip. Go ahead. Even in ancient times, the archdemon Moloch was celebrated by tossing infants into flaming bonfires, coming, of course, by the beating of drums to drown out the screaming. Later on, they erected a giant bronze statue with outstretched arms kindling fires beneath the palms. And when they toss a little infant into those open palms, they'd flinch at the red-hot metal, but then they'd willingly roll themselves off into the flames. What does any of that have to do with me? Oh, nothing, James! Especially since the priests now wear surgical scrubs. They can only take place in the wounds. There's no Please screen wear surgical anyway. scrubs. And the remains are tossed into gas-fired crematoriums. No, James, no, 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 no. There's no parallel whatsoever to you. <laughs> can you imagine the agony the carpenter feels when we rip a child to pieces inside its own mother's womb? Because that's what we do, James. You and us. We do that together. You're sick. Yeah. That might be the nicest thing you've ever said to me, James. Can you feel it? Can you feel it, James? It's starting to happen. Your unborn son. It's now on our altar. Here it comes. It's five. Four. Three. Two. One! It all hell rejoices, James! Spiritual warfare. We talk about it. I'm going to show you some things. I'm going to try to walk us through these things because I'm on a journey as well, okay, to the understanding of this dark side. I'm I'm ashamed to say that I walked this earth, was in church literally my whole life, and had no understanding of the dark side. 
We know there's a dark side. They tell us there's a dark side. We don't have any understanding of it at all. What does it look like? What is the difference between demonic possession and demonic oppression? And let me tell you what the Apostle Paul said, something that gets mixed inside here. He said, uh, Paul said, the things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I do. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Oh, wretched man that I am. And if you think about it, if we all think about it, we need to ask ourselves a very serious question. Did the devil really make me do it? Or was it a decision I made? I did it. Would it be my carnal nature? I could blame the devil. But I knew that driving down the road without a seatbelt on was dangerous. I made the decision not to do it. Then I hit a car, and boom, I go through the windshield, and my face gets messed up. You can blame the devil. But it was a decision I made to not do what I know that I should do. In my mind, in my belief, we demonize too many things. I believe in demon possession, but I know there's demon oppression. How do I know that? Because the Lord said himself, Paul, I guess it was, take captive every thought, because every thought you have will lead to an action depending on what you choose to do. That's why we say, well, God gave free choice. Well, yeah, he gave free choice. And he told you, here's the right thing to do. Here's the wrong thing to do. Choice is yours, dude. Your choice is yours. And then people will say, well, coach, uh, uh, why did my daughter get, why did she get in a wreck because of a drunk driver? Some guy went left to center. Well, because it's the consequence of sin. In this fallen world in which we live, it's the consequence of sin. Lord told us, number one, not to get drunk. And number two, he didn't tell us, but certainly don't drive when you get drunk. And people get drunk and drive, and then innocent people get hurt. Why? It's the consequences of sin. You with me? Not everything that we do is because of influence of the devil. Now, he can influence us, but folks, a lot of it's just our eye gate and our ear gate and our mind. And never, well, I could do it right now. You guys could do it right now. Artificial intelligence. Type it. I, I was looking at this uh, on Facebook yesterday. This ad pops up for uh, these pills that you take that you can lose weight. And I just clicked on that. That's odd. What? You lose weight? And clicked on that thing. And what happened? The rest of the day, boom, those ads pop up. Boom, 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 boom. Is that the devil? Is that the devil? I don't know. But it's something trying to plant a thought in my mind. Because every behavior begins as a thought. And what did Jesus say our defense against that was? Take captive the thought. And say, Lord, does this edify you or not? Lord, does this edify me or not? Lord, is this good or not? 
And if it's good, you should do it. And if it's not good, you shouldn't do it. But we don't have the discipline to not do it, to not do it. My wife blessed me last night because I've I've been uh, eating. Uh, I'm, I'm, you guys are like, last summer, you're like me. You diet, then you eat. You diet, then you eat. Your life is just a series of losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, right? And so I've been on for about three weeks now, one meal a day. I've really, really stuck to it, one, one meal a day. And my wife said the nicest thing to me yesterday. She said, honey, you're losing your belly. Now, that wasn't an angel. That was my wife. She's your angel. Inspired me to continue doing it. What if she just said to me, honey, guy, you got a big belly, as my granddaughter says to me all the time. You got a belly. And I'm thinking, you mean I've been eating like this for three weeks and I still got this belly? I'm discouraged. Thoughts, right? Thoughts planted into our minds. And we are all products of our thoughts. Now, hang on. Are those the devil? Or are those the natural consequences of life? Are they, are they, are they the mindset? Oh, maybe we ought to pull that up there. Maybe we pull up number eight. Pull up number eight, mindset. See, I'm I'm convinced of this. Are you looking at me? I'm going to tell you the truth. A lot of you need some self-discipline. You don't need a deliverance. Steve, let's say boom. Boom. A lot of you need some self-discipline. You don't need a deliverance. You have a mindset. This is just a chart that I found today. These are mindsets. And mindsets are when when something happens, you immediately revert back to a previous experience that you had. And everything, it falls into that that category. So they have habits of the mind. They're created by experiences. They create blind spots. They're self-deceptive. They shape our lives. They shape our world. They can be developed. They can be transcended. Think about global warming. Whoever in their right mind would have ever thought of global warming. And now that mindset is deeply entrenched in many people in America and being deeply entrenched, by the way, into our children. How about the whole idea of transgenderism? Does anybody else but me, did you think, are you kidding me when Bruce Jenner wanted to become a woman? How long ago was that when Bruce Jenner said he won 20 years ago, 25 years ago, right? And he said he's going to become a woman. We kind of laughed. Why are you crazy? You can't become a woman. And now it's going to become commonplace. Because why? Because nine, the nature of mindsets. Where do the mindsets come from? And let me ask you something. What mindsets are you dealing with? Because I'm going to tell you, it ain't the devil, folks. It ain't the devil. It's a belief system that you have taken in. That's why Jesus said, take captive every thought. Take captive every thought. So here's a little girl who wants to be a little boy, and the average person just blindly accepts it because they've been programmed to, right? But if you had any common sense, you would stop for a minute and say, what? That girl can't be a boy. But we don't even do that anymore. And so the enemy doesn't have to come in and possess you. He only has to come in and influence you. You get it? You get it? So, so much of what we're dealing with, folks, 
is not demonic possession or oppression, although both do are both do occur. And I don't know if a Christian can have a demon, but I can tell you this: they can certainly be influenced by that. In fact, again, the scriptures call that what generational curses. Seeing my father in me. I guess it's how it's meant to be. I find them more and more like him each day. I notice I walk the way he walks. I notice I talk the way he talks. Starting to see my father in me. Well, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Is the Holy Spirit Almighty God, is he your daddy? Then you're to be conformed to his image. But it's a battle of the mind and not necessarily a demon. Anybody with me? Anybody understand what's going on? So some of the stupidest stuff you do and I do, you did it on purpose. <laughs> you did it on purpose. You knew you shouldn't have done it and you did it on purpose. You can't blame a demon. Now, wait a minute. The demon could have influenced you but you had the ability to say, no, no, I ain't going to do that. No, I'm not going to go into that room and turn on the computer and watch the porn. No, I'm not going to do that. Right? Even though it could be a demon trying to get you to, you have the ability to say no if you take captive every thought. But we don't do that. Some of you won't stop eating stuff that's bad for you. You won't stop it. Some of you get up every day and do the same. I, I took my uh, my buddy Rodney. Uh, God bless you, Rod. Thanks. Bought me a membership to our local golf course. Paid, isn't that something? Because I was griping a moment. I need some exercise. And so yesterday, for the second time, I went out and walked nine holes of golf with my grandson. And I got home and pulling, dragging my bags and pulling his bags. Play golf or ride in the cart because it's easier, right? And I got done playing golf, took us about two hours, and I got home, and I I sat down on my chair, and I said to Michelle, dang, I need a nap. Now, hang on. What was my body telling me? Get off your butt. Quit sitting around. Get in shape. Work out. Do I want to do that? No, I don't want to do it. It hurts. I get tired. I don't want to do it. It's a choice. It ain't a demon. It's a choice. It's a mindset. So I want to run down a list of things here, and then I'm going to uh, pull up number uh, pull up number seven for me real quickly. Real quickly there. Roger, I'll go, go ahead, Roger, while I'm waiting there. Go ahead. You can go ahead, Roger, I get it up here. No, I, I was just glad that, you know, I've had people come into my office, and their house is in foreclosure, and They'll say things like, I'm just waiting for God to save my house. And then I'll say, well, why don't you go get a job? Amen. The idea is, yes, there is demonic activity. Yeah. But sometimes it's because we don't follow God's word. It's sometimes it's right. because, because we're obedient. acting stupid. Yes. Amen. And then blame the devil. Oh, the devil's after you. Let me tell you something. The devil was after me this last weekend. Huh? I, and, you know, the thing went on with Declan. I told my wife, I can't think of anything I would have done differently. I don't know of anything that I did that was wrong. That I wouldn't, nothing. But it was a weapon that was formed against me. That's different than me just being stupid. So we, though we walk in the flesh, 
We don't war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of what? Mindsets. Casting down images, thoughts that come into our mind, and every high thing that exalts itself against what we know God would want us to do. And bringing that thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Folks, there's your greatest, there's your greatest, you want to get rid of demons, there it is, right there it is. Obey your way out of demonology. Obey your way. No, just say no. Coach, I got this horrible habit of smoking. Whatever, whatever, I don't know, whatever it is. Just say no. That's that's what we talked about last week in in, uh, getting rid of some bad habits or starting some good habits. I'm wondering, have any of you done that? Have, have any of you even lasted three days, four days on trying to improve yourself in a way that you, you said you were going to do last week? My guess is probably not. You fall off the wagon really, really quickly. Why? Because these are mindsets. They're not the devil. Now, the devil might come along and remind you, hey, <laughs> you want some of those grampy pills, don't you? Huh? Look at those grampy. You might, you know, tell me one. Tell me one grampy pill. Go ahead and have one of those things. Huh? Huh? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I do it. And then boom. Then I'm starting all over again. And a lot of you guys, you go up three steps and then you fall off and you go up three steps and you fall off and you're doing the same damn three steps over and over and over. It's not the devil. It's not the devil. They give him too much credit. Oh, listen, I'm going to tell you something. The devil's into big things, okay? He's into big things. Okay, okay go to number 10. I'm going to give you right now 10 things that you should know. This, I just found this on, folks, I feel like I'm going to, Seminary every day. When I get up in the morning, I'm inspired to, I'm inspired to go do some research on my own. Ten things you should know about demons and Satan. You ready? Here we go. Demons are fallen angels. All right. You can go ahead and read all this if you want to, but that's what they are. Number two, demons have a leader. They have a hierarchy. Casting down imaginations and high every high and lofty principalities and powers. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against a hierarchy of, of evil. And it's all right there. Put this in the chat for people, by the way, that they can come back later on and do this, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're demons, right? They have a leader. Number three, when's the last time you heard any of this in your Baptist church? I wonder. Satan and his demonic entourage have limitations, folks. Satan and his demons are powerful spirits, but they're not omnipresent. Did you know that the devil cannot read your mind? Did you know that? He can only hear like everybody else. And did you know that the devil can't be here and there at the same time? He's not omnipresent. And do you know that those fallen angels are sitting around listening to your words? And that's why life and death is in the power of the tongue, because they you tell them what you're thinking. And they, they know whether or not they are being effective in what they're doing. Wow. The diabolical aim is worship. The devil wants you. Are you looking at me? The devil wants you worshiping you. That's a mic drop, Benny. Boom. Boom. 
The devil wants you worshiping you. Number five, there are two important diabolical guises. The devil is a deceiver, right? And then it's, he, he is also uh, a liar. Didn't I say that? Didn't I, what? Lies, deceptions, and fear. Oh, my. It's only two things he has. The only thing the devil can do is lie to you. There is no truth in him. None. So when you hear something that you know you shouldn't do, you got to know that's a lie. And your ticker's got to say, I ain't doing that. <laughs> I ain't doing that. The devil's got no control over you unless you open the door and let him. Number six, put this in the chat. I think I said that. Christ is victor over Satan. Well, that's our shaking, isn't it? Huh? Give no, what does it say? Give no position, give no toe post position opportunity to the devil. Give no place to the devil. Hmm? Just say no. No, I ain't doing that. You, hey, dude, you know right from wrong. You know right from wrong. Want victory over the devil? Do what's right. Demon inhabitation is real. You can be possessed, but not everybody is possessed of the devil. And I could be wrong on this, but I don't think a born-again Christian, spirit-filled Christian, can be possessed of the devil, but I believe he can be uh, influenced by the devil. Those are not the same. But the, I'm a I'm a fire-baptized, born-again, spirit-filled Christian man who constantly fights temptation. But I have victory over it, see. Why? Because all power and all authority has been given unto me. And he gives it, yeah, given unto him, he gives it to me. No, devil, just say no. Number eight, believers cannot be inhabited by a demon. I believe that. They can be impacted and influenced and have familiar spirits and fall back mindsets. I, I believe in all that stuff. Like I told this, uh, well, I, certain things will set off bells in your head. That you that you remind of this, you say, "Oh yeah, God, I remember when I was a little girl, they did this to me." Yeah, that's why, because that mindset is still stuck in there. But see, every time that thought comes up to you, what do you say? Yeah, that did happen, but I'm a new creature in Christ. That has no impact on me anymore. In fact, I ain't even going to talk about it. I'm not even going to bring it up anymore. Because every time I bring it up, I just glorify the devil. I'm not going. I'm not going to do that anymore. <clears throat> Number nine: the devil and demons have no future with God. They lose. Number 10, oh, this is good. We may have a blind spot. You may have a blind spot. Uh, the blind spot, are you ready? Could be your theology. Your blind spot, your theology could be preventing you from believing the truth. I know several denominations, and you do too who do not believe in the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you, if you don't believe in the baptism in the Holy Spirit, you probably ain't going to get it. You with me? So we all have blind spots. And what are those blind spots? Those blind spots are mindsets that have developed over our, over our years. Be prepared to unlearn what you think you know. Wow, Mel. Be prepared to challenge what you think you know. And that's what I try to do every day when we come in here. And I tell you, I don't know the truth, but I know some things that aren't true. <laughs> I know, I know. you know, hey, the casting out the demon thing, that's big business. Now, I'm not making fun of you, Myra. 
It's not, that's, that's the popular thing for sure, casting out demons. How about just being, have some discipline? How about just having some damn discipline? You'd be surprised how many demons are going to leave you. You give them permission. They have no power over you. And those of us, I'm telling you the truth. I don't believe born-again Christians need demons cast out of them. So if you're dealing with demons, are you born again? Because the Holy Spirit isn't going to be evicted by a demon. That's your dime, that's your dime store explanation from, from where I sit. And I think the easiest thing for us to do sometimes is to blame the devil. When in fact, it's you. You are the problem. And all the devil can do is suggest things to you and you make the decision whether you're going to do it or not. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's called spiritual warfare. It's called spiritual warfare because you got one spirit trying to tell you to do something you don't want to do. You know better than to do. Which spirit's going to win? The Holy Spirit or the demonic spirit? That's why it's called spiritual warfare. And the Lord said, take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of him, and you're going to win. That's the way I read it. Rochelle. Thanks, Coach. Um, I just wanted to clarify one thing. This is a great topic, and we need more of this teaching. Um, but the demon, okay, fallen angels and demons are two separate things. A and a fallen angel is not going to possess you. A demon can possess you. The difference here is because demon spirits have nowhere to go. They were created by a union, an unholy union between the fallen angels and humans. And then these babies, their spirit, they have a spirit, but it's not a holy spirit. So when they die, they don't have nowhere to go. And that is what can indwell people, uh, humans. But fallen angels already have what they need. They already have their own body. They don't need to indwell you. They can look like us if they want, I believe. Uh, the Bible says angels appear like men. But they don't have any reason to indwell us. Only their children who have no bodies have a reason to indwell us. Just confusing. Just wanted to clarify that. So listen, you, we all, we invite the demonic into our lives. It's called opening a window. Jesus, comparison, calls them flies. They're like flies. You open the window, flies come in. Right? So what's our job? Shut the shut the windows. Well, you shut the windows. And I don't know, we can get into the whole Nephilim thing. I'm gonna tell you this. There are some people who are walking around us in positions of authority today who are not totally human. I believe that to the depth of my being. Boom. That if they were, they would have some semblance of a conscience. They have no semblance of a conscience at all. They are serving something other than what we all, they are, folks. They are. Um, Diane Feinstein, 
Can somebody explain to me why Diane Feinstein at 88 or whatever, why the hell does she still want to be in D.C.? Is she human? Is she fully human? Is Chuck Schumer fully human? Is Mitch McConnell fully human? Is Joe Biden? Is Barack Obama? Jeff, now. Yes, regarding captive of the thoughts, it reminded me of Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 and 28. Give her that it was said that of old time thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whoever looketh on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. So that tells we need to control our thoughts so we don't go to the next level. You can imagine it also. So yes. be careful. Yes, I mean, I mean, I, it's, that's what it is. I, I'm going to show you another clip here in a second. Let's get Judah in, then Tim. Go, Judah. Coach, you hit it right on the head. And uh, I think people have to experience meeting these people, McConnell, McCain, all these people in Obama, meeting Pence. them face-to-face. Pence. Mike Pence. Mike Pence, Betsy DeVos. Um, these, these bloodlines, these Luciferians, when you're around them, you can actually see and feel their vibration. And it's, it's wild. As a Christian, it may be a really crazy topic, but you got to be in tune with these topics. And they can't stand to be around you. Mm. They, they absolutely can't. And they'll flee. But uh, when you talk about the, the Nephilim topic, um, this isn't the next, I think, unveiling of knowledge and wisdom to the Christian's who are out there who are willing to educate themselves because this is what we're about to face. Hey, Judah, how many Christians, people who consider themselves Christians, what would you think is the percentage of people who've even heard the word Nephilim? What would you think it probably is? Less than 5%. I'll give them 10 just on on the high side, right? Never Never even heard of it. Have no understanding of it at all. Is it any wonder why we're getting our asses kicked? And the reason because of that is because Constantine hid uh, a majority of the versions of the Bible, uh, the first books. You know, you go into Jubilee, um, it, it specifically states these topics. Uh, it yeah. specifically states how to handle them. specifically states how to communicate with Yeshua personally and not have to have an intermediary. Amen. <laughs> hey, folks. The Holy Spirit spoke to me last Saturday afternoon. The devil is trying to do something. That, that other realm is real, man. It's just as real as the one we're in. And the Lord sent an angel or something, said, hey, warn. <laughs> I called the Holy Spirit. Hey, warn, coach, warn, coach. And I was obedient. I was obedient. Tim, come on in. Okay, okay. So you're right on. So Romans chapter 6 is the victory chapter. If a Christian would read Romans chapter 6, they'd have victory their whole life, plain and simple. We Mm. just don't teach the Bible anymore. There you have it. Amen. Amen. So, Tim, when are you going to do a teaching on Romans 6? 
anytime you ask me or people want to join my Bible study. And okay, Tim, you're up, tomorrow. you're up tomorrow. We're going to teach Romans 6 to this crew tomorrow, okay? Okay, you're on. Okay. Ooh. Yay. It's going to be your platform. By the way, before I forget it, friends, I'm going to tell you, look, I, I'm sorry, it's just a reminder. I'm going to, I'll get right with you, I promise you. Look, hey, Richard Gage, next Wednesday, 7 o'clock p.m. We're doing, I'm doing a special show. 911 Engineers for Truth. He's going to lay out everything about that lie of 911, which get, got us where we are, Patriot Act, war in the middle, all that stuff, all of it lies. We're going to do it at 7 o'clock at night. And so invite all your friends to be part of that. That's next. That's Wednesday. I'm right in the middle of church services. Oh, no. May 31st. Oh, no. What am I going to do? I'm going to go to church. Oh, I, I got to go to church. Yeah, okay. All right. Come on, Randy. Coach, I, I think Judah and, and you, what you, you're talking about here uh, is very uh, obvious. The people who have connected the Nephilim and that narrative that's been here in history to what's going on right now and all the uh, demonic uh, control of the earth, they're the ones that see what God's doing. They, they have an understanding of what's happening right now in real time. The people that can't connect that or won't, they are the ones missing out and not they don't see What's going on? So Randy, a they are not here. spiritually inquisitive. They, they, they just put what's up, put it on my plate. I'll eat it. See you next week. They have no curiosity at all spiritually. Right. And that's why they call us conspiracy theorists and cult and all that stuff. They just want, they just want to eat their oatmeal. <laughs> they don't want to get into any of that stuff. Just serve me my oatmeal. Coach Dave's crazy. Oh, thank you. Could I put some peanut butter in it? Yeah, we'll put some peanut butter in it for you today. But here, there's your oatmeal. No, no intellectual curiosity at all. Gene, come on in, Gino. Okay, I just want to bring another thought here. I don't want to be because I agree with everything that's been said today. I love. By the it. way, you don't have to agree with it. But okay, but I, I, but about being baptized in the Holy Spirit specifically, action. I was saved. I know I was saved. But the spirits within me, I fought a lot. And it says in the Bible, you have to try the spirits. Yes, sir. You have to know what what spirit to follow. And when my wife left me, we got I moved and we I went and got involved in another church that believed in had to specially be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I went there, I wanted more, because I wanted answers. And when I went there, they, they looked at my Bible, because I told them about, you know, I was doubting about this baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I don't want to get anybody to doubt that. Don't, don't, I did, this is my experience. Sure. And then when I, they looked at my Bible, how I had written in it and everything, they said, this guy must know Jesus, you know, because they didn't believe I was a Christian. Because uh. I did not, because I went to that church, it was always the same people that spoke in tongues, the same people that interpreted it. <laughs> and and I went and I prayed and prayed and prayed to God, please show me this. And then all of a sudden, the spirit left me. It says, no, you're a Christian. 
you must listen to the Holy Spirit. So I knew I had the Holy Spirit in me already because God shows me to try the spirits. Amen. Amen. And, and so I don't want to disrupt anybody or anything, but this is my experience. Amen. And, and, and they're anyway, not all the same, I, Gene. They're not all, experiences are not all the same, right? No, no, they're not. No. When I got born again, it was, I tell people, it was like Superman in a phone booth. I I became a brand new creature. That doesn't happen to everybody. Sometimes it's more progressive, right? That's how it happens. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. And so therefore we have to be careful of trying to uh, try to push our experience on other people. I agree. I agree. Trying to make them speak in tongues, right? And then they don't, they don't think they're saved because they can't speak in tongues. Well, brother, you have to be able to speak in tongues. It's evidence. Of, well, oh, it's a gift, the Bible says. It's a gift. Amen. Does everybody get that gift? I think that gift is available to everybody. Does everybody get it? I don't think so. I don't know why. Myra. Yes, Coach. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us in all truth. Not everything is um, demonic is the nature of sin and we're reading hebrews uh 10 26 and 27 for if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins but a certain fearful looking forth judgment and a fairy indignation we shall devour the adversaries hallelujah thank you so in other words obedience to the truth matters it's not the devil you won't obey the truth that's why you're having trouble clint pastor clint um talking real real quick about the holy spirit you know the bible is very clear that when we are saved we have the Holy Spirit within us. That's what causes salvation. That's what uh, is the only difference. But there, there's a difference. And I think when people talk about being baptized with the Holy Spirit, very biblical. But you already have the Holy Spirit, but you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. You receive and that's the what, Holy Spirit of baptism. Yes. I, I, yeah. yeah, yes, but I believe and, it's and, I, I and so right. there, there is a difference um, because if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you, you, you're not saved. But when you get baptized with the Holy Spirit, that means immersed. That means full. And uh, that's when you really become a strong Christian. Yes, that's right. I'll, I'll say. But yep. anyway. Amen. It casts out all fear. And you know we we can quench the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, and and so you know the baptism of the Holy Spirit is just um, just being filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's a, it's a second step beyond salvation. It's not the same. You don't have to speak in tongues or be baptized in the Holy Spirit to be saved. Confession leads to salvation. Confession does. But just power with the Holy Spirit. Judah, then George. Coach, this is so awesome. This is actually going right in line with uh, uh, some things I've, I'm researching. But when we look into the Bible, you know, thank you for uh, teaching on Romans. You know, it's, it's powerful. 
you know, a lot of people, they have, you know, for example, they have a problem with their car. And what do they do? You got to go to the owner's manual. Well, if you go in the owner's manual and there's a section of the owner's manual that's taken out of the book, maybe they ripped it out. Mm. And you technically, you can't even fix your car because the manual doesn't have that in there. You have to actually go research online, find somebody else, find another mechanic who has the original manual <laughs> and get in there and fix it. And you'd be like, I had no idea because you know what? You're, you're working from what you currently know. Great illustration. And, and as you go into this, you know, for example, you know, I had no idea there was other books of the Bible. And you go in and you find out Enoch and Asher and First Jubilees and Tobit and all these other books. And I'm like, what is hidden in here? What What isn't hidden in here? And this just came out of uh, Jubilees 20. And, and listen to this. This is There's nowhere in any of the current Bible that I've seen this. And so don't get your butts hurt by listening to this. But Jubilees 20, guard yourself from all fornication, all uncleanliness, from the pollution of sin. Let's make your name a curse if you do. Your whole life is a hissing if you do. And all your sons will be destroyed by the sword if you do in sin. And ye become accursed by Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh my gosh. Oh. It goes on here. It says, and do not walk after idols and after uncleanliness and make not yourselves molten and graven, the Elohim, for they are vanity, and there is no such ruach in them, for they work for men's hands. And all who trust in them trust in nothing. Serve not, only worship Elohim. Worship him continually. And this goes into these seven directives. Guard your heart. Love hmm. people. Cleave to your, his commandments. Serve God. Worship him continually. Hope in his countenance. And walk in the utmost righteousness of Yahuwah and Yeshua. And you're like, but Judah, that's not in the Bible. That's not in the Bible, Judah. That's what they cut out. And if you decide, <laughs> if people decide to sin, you will fall under the curse of Sodom and Gomorrah. Wow. It is, it's in there. It is in there. <laughs> Here we are. George, come on in. Come on, George. Clay, come on in. Well, I just wanted to say that we need to recognize that the technology that we have at our fingertips, for the most part, is being programmed to serve Satan and to tempt us every day. Yes. You can have a question on your mind about the Bible, and if you pull up the wrong browser, you get tempted by a hundred different articles. And, and sometimes if you look at one of them, you'll forget what you were about to search for. Now, hardly any of it is being programmed for the, to serve God. And we need to take that into consideration every time that we turn on this technology or look at our phones. Amen. Amen. George quickly. Good word, Clay. Sorry about that coach. My button was turned off. I hit it and it kicked me out altogether. Anyways, spiritual warfare. Um, I take it dead flat seriously. I put something in the chat from Jamie Walden. Um, I think he's on the money. That's it. Amen. Right and wrong. Folks, spiritual warfare is a battle of right and wrong. 
It's a battle to do right or to do wrong. It's no more simple, no more complicated than that. Roger Gates, quickly, Roger. Yeah, Coach, if, if we were if we pulled into a gas station and we saw somebody pushing the car up to a pump because they ran out of gas, you would push them up there and help them. And let's suppose they filled up the tank and you drove off and looked in your mirror behind you and the guy got out of the car instead of driving and he was pushing it again. You hmm. said, that's crazy, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what the Holy Spirit came to do, you know? Um, so many Christians are trying to push the car <laughs> on their own strength when all you got to do is turn the key and let Jesus run. Because <laughs> he's, he's the power, and that's what the Holy Spirit was given for. You know? Yes, sir. Mm. Amen. Amen. Hey, devil didn't make you do it, boys and girls. You <clears throat> made you do it. Huh? See you tomorrow. Tim Tubra, live and in color tomorrow.